to the Lady Girl Podcast, where you're lady girls. I'm Courtney. I'm Cassie. And we're so glad you're here. This is episode 12 of the Lady Girl Podcast. Um, Cass, let's just jump right into it. How was your week? Um, kind of boring, like it will be all the time. I don't really do much, but I will say this week I got myself back on track. I was astray for a little bit. I lost motivation and I was really like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I ate a pint of the and Jerry's and now <laughs> I am stronger than ever. Um, so that happened this week. And also interesting fact for people, I found out how big a man array was and I've just been dealing with that. If you think, <laughs> I saw it on an Instagram post and it was like things you didn't know how, like how large they were. And it was a picture of a manta ray next to a shark. And I was like, like, Courtney, how big do you think a manta ray is? Like six, okay. seven feet, right? Yeah. 56 feet long. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy fucking shit. These things are huge. And there's infinite number in the ocean. And when you think about things like that. Just oh, my God. Unreal. And you live by the ocean. You can't think about these things. I don't know where the manta rays are, but I see it. I don't get in the ocean. Remember when we got in the ocean and just standing in the little bit of the shoreline, we, I have scars from the seashells slicing my feet open and us like almost drowning, trying to escape jellyfish. <laughs> I don't get in the ocean. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um, my week has been also boring. Bar prep sucks. Like <laughs> listening, we don't really do much else. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am looking for an apartment simultaneously, which is actually very stressful. Um, and it's so competitive in New York right now because everyone's moving back. The whole city is like open and like it's like it's becoming very fun, but that's not not good when you're studying for bar prep. Um but literally yesterday, I was standing in the middle of an apartment and submitted my application with my broker inside of the apartment, and it was gone. Someone had gotten it, like, five minutes before, like, while I was literally inside of it. And I no. loved it so much. And so it sucks because I really wanted that one. <laughs> like, looking for, because I have to move in September, but I am currently job searching. And that is a huge part of looking for jobs because I have to figure out where there's a place to live. And no one is surprised. The population of Florida like quadrupled during the pandemic. So there literally is nowhere to live. Yeah. And I was like, I want to go to Miami. Can't find a one bedroom under five grand. Oh, Lord. So I was like, Miami's out. So I'm looking at West Palm, but West Palm's apartments are out as well. So... <laughs> live. I don't know we'll figure it out but we'll you know. but today I am I'm doing something a little crazy it's not crazy at all but crazy for me Excuse I'm going to a Yankees game fun <laughs> but it's 95 degrees girl get ready get ready <laughs> the exciting nature that will happen in was like a week 90, get used to 95 yeah but it's fine it, I'm going at night like it's a night game it's actually Yankees versus Red Sox which I care nothing about baseball but I paid a lot of money for these tickets. that's a big game that's a New yeah. England versus New England that's a huge game so I'm just gonna drink Bud Light and eat the nachos in the little cap 
<laughs> okay. And get a hot dog. Get a hot dog. I probably will. They also have really good chicken tenders, apparently. So I'm oh. <laughs> with my honey mustard, Cassie. You put honey mustard on every day. Every time I talk to Courtney, it's should I get chicken tenders for dinner with the honey mustard, or or I can't get chicken tenders from there. They don't have good honey mustard. <laughs> it's very true. It's important. All right. Well, for everyone listening, we have a special guest this week. Yes. Um, she is one of our very good friends and one of the funniest people we know. So we thought she'd be perfect for this episode because it is on unpopular opinions. Um, we wanted to do just like a fun one this week since last week was a little bit more serious. So welcome, Anna Schwartz. Hello. <laughs> Excited to be here. You want to say anything about yourself? I no. think probably the the like first unpopular opinion is that I am funny. You are. <laughs> you are so funny. No, it's like not anymore. Perhaps in my earlier life before I became a social recluse <laughs> with the rest of the world. Well, then this will be this will be fun with the unpopular opinions because I have I have one I know Courtney told me you felt very strongly about, and I also feel very strongly about. Okay, wait, and I don't remember one. You don't remember? Yeah. Do you want me to start with the list? Yeah, let's just get into it. Unpopular opinion number one: Grey's Anatomy is bad. Now, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Okay, yeah. Uh, now it is the worst show on television. I have joined a support group on Reddit um, <laughs> for people who were former fans okay. and now uh, want to fire the new writer. I, it just needs to end. It's. Yeah. I agree. I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy since I went to college. Oh. Look, okay. after, after, they killed off, after they killed off McSteamy and Mc, and yeah, after they cut off McSeamy, I didn't want to watch it anymore because I believed in him and Little Grace so much. And I was so hurt. I didn't want to watch it anymore. And they got like a whole new cast. And it was like the third new cast. Okay. So well, if you stopped I, watching after the plane crash, guys, then you do not get to have an opinion. I don't, I don't, I didn't like it anymore after that. Because I was like, where has the story gone? There is no story anymore, Cassie. It's just... And then I, I found out Meredith Grey had a black sister. I, I tuned mm-hmm. back there mm-hmm. and then the hospital burned down for some reason. There was that fire. I forgot about that. And then there's a whole new cast and then they're getting rid of even more people. So I'm just like. Actually, this year, Meredith Grey was mostly played. I, I'm a, a bit, I'm not, I wouldn't say fan anymore, but perhaps an obsessive viewer. Um, since apparently Ellen Pompeo has asthma. Um, she didn't join the rest of the cast for this whole series. So she was making, you know, what, $500,000 an episode. And the char- she was played by a wax doll in a hospital bed. She what didn't go in. No, they like, made a wax doll because she was in the hospital. Like, she had COVID the whole time and she was comatose. And so they just made a wax doll of her. No, I swear. The whole time she was in that hospital bed this season, she was a wax doll. What? Did yes. Her so hard for that to be the plot <laughs> well Shonda is gone Shonda has been gone since 2013 I think maybe 2000 yeah 2013-14 she got a deal with Netflix See, left ABC. And that's when I stopped watching I automatically knew that this was no longer Shonda <laughs> yeah. 
I am so I have strong opinions. Anna knows this because we're avid TV watchers and we talk about it all the time. And so I this new episode or series season, whatever, sucked, right? Like she's like in the other world on the beach and like it's stupid. But I like refused to watch it. I was like, no, I'm out. And then I got suckered back in last week and I watched all of them up and down the new up until the one that came up. And it is like terrible, I will say. But like, I don't know, something about Grey is like you just gotta keep knowing the story. I think I, it's I have to say. Yeah. I think it's comfort. I think you're like, I've already invested this much time. I've gotta keep going. I mean, it's been almost I started watching Grey's Anatomy when I was like eleven. Oh yeah. After it had been on for a while. So Grey's Anatomy is probably combating with The Simpsons as being like the longest running TV show of all time. And I just, yeah, I just don't think it's good anymore. I think it's got to end. I agree. All right, next, unpopular opinion. I think Harry Potter is overrated. I agree. You agree? Yeah. I would say not for the audience it was originally intended. You know, it was a children's series. Yeah. And so for children, I would say, no, it's not overrated. However, since it took so long for all the books to come out, they developed, you know, a very strong adult crowd as well. You know, we were in that prime age where we were in second grade when the first book came out, but then like high school when the last one came out. And so then you just had a whole bunch of adult fans. And for them, I, I do believe it is overrated. I went back and read the books recently and you kind of forget that they are children's books yeah I did Harry I read Harry Potter when I was younger but I wasn't much of a reader so I only read like two or three books and then I took a class in college and we had to read Harry Potter and I forgot how little Harry Potter actually does like he doesn't do anything (laughs) He doesn't really do much of anything. He's just the boy who lived. That's the whole story about him. And I was just like very underwhelmed going back and being like, I remember watching these movies because I watched them every year for my birthday because they always came out on my birthday. And I was like, this is so cool. But when I got older and went back and rewatched it, I'm like, Harry Potter doesn't, doesn't really do anything. And if it weren't for Ron and Hermione, he probably would be dead. So, yeah, I have a few friends who like the movies are their comfort movies, and so they watch them like all the time. Like it's like running in the background a lot during their lives, and that makes no sense. Do you have a comfort movie? Mine's Twilight. I have a comfort show. You have a comfort show? Yeah, Friends. Like I can just have Friends running in the background, like whatever. They don't do yeah. that very much anymore. I have a comfort show and a comfort movie. I will watch, if I'm ever like super stressed out, I'll watch Twilight because it's hilarious and horrible and it brings me comfort. Mm-hmm. My whole, Me and my mom, every time I'm home, she's like, Twilight Marathon. I'm like, Twilight Marathon. I think that statement itself is an unpopular thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Twilight is your comfort movie? Uh, because it just like sucks. That's why it's our comfort movie because there's <laughs> nothing 
intense about it at all. It's hilarious. It does nothing but put you in a good mood. Because you're like horrible acting. All they do is breathe. And the plot makes absolutely no sense as to why it's so stressful and broody. Isn't there a scene where like a baby claws its way out of uh, Kristen Stewart's stomach, a uterus? It doesn't crawl, claw its way out. It is eaten out. <laughs> okay, because I think you just said that there's nothing stressful about Twilight. Okay, the last two films... And that really stood out to me. The last two films are quite serious. Um, that's when... Sparkles stop and the cannibalism starts. <laughs> yeah, we're like, all right. Now it's a cinematic masterpiece. But before... <laughs> yeah. But just number I- one. Kristen Stewart didn't almost die making those last few films for y'all to be rude like that. From embarrassment or? No, she was really ill from being out in the cold and having to lose so much weight and they continued to make her film. That is a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So support her. <laughs> the best part is it, they, she didn't have to be in the cold. They could have just pretended it was cold if they had better acting skills but I guess it's it was a Canada I mean I think Canada is always kind of cold yeah I don't know um, I don't know I doesn't I wouldn't say it's a must watch but it is one of my comfort films next I don't think Joe Rogan's podcast is good I think it's just I think it's only good and funny to like men Everyone, everyone agrees. It's the number one podcast in the world. No, well, think, it, it sucks. I think that he is very, um, like, yeah, it's very male-focused podcast, for sure. I've never actually listened to it, but I've just read enough about it because it's always in the freaking news. Like, even, like, legitimate news sites, you know? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the Kardashians. I've never watched the Kardashians, but I know all about them because it's just all over the place. But he seems to have a lot of like unscientific opinions. He has these like pseudoscience guests on apparently and just like lauds them. And then all of his followers believe it because they think that he's some sort of um, like super smart guy. Like they consider him to be like the smartest podcaster. And so then it just contributes to, you know, like incorrect understandings of how the world works. Yeah. I mean, and also I think- the misogyny. <laughs> I think that's true though, because he just picks people that are I mean I guess they are smart like we can't hinder the fact that Elon Musk is smart and stuff but I just not everything they say means they know everything and a lot of the podcast guests that he has are just rich and powerful and I think people just listen to rich and powerful sometimes and he's got a lot of that on his show and that's what makes it so interesting yeah was he a comedian before his podcast yeah I think so a a comedian in quotes um he seems to have a lot of comedian friends but but it appeared like people who I perhaps used to be a fan of before you know horrible things about them have come out um like it seems like he has a lot of these friends who have been you know subsequently canceled yeah which is you know indicative I think of his character as a human as well yeah you can't be close friends with someone and then like not know that they're dating 16 year olds 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, you know a bad situation when you see one, and there's there's no there's no way he didn't know. But man, we're uh, ripping off the veil, full transparency on Joe Rogan's part. Best part is I've never listened to the podcast. <laughs> They're so long. Not once. They're so long. Courtney, you know how we think our podcasts are really long when they're like an hour? Yeah. Oh, three hours. You're good. <laughs> You're good. This video does get <laughs> Yeah, we don't post the whole video. You know? <laughs> For all the listeners, she was like ducking out of the screen and we were like, You're fine. You don't have to do this. All right. The next one is on a more serious note. And I got this off of a list. I didn't come up with it myself. So don't get mad at me. But marriage is a scam. You said? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you get property taxes and you can have like civil partnerships, which are almost the same thing, but not entirely the same thing. So don't get all the benefits. But I don't think it's a scam per se. Like, other than the fact that you can own property in a special way and you get tax deductions and stuff, marriage is different than living with another person. Yeah. I definitely think, like, uh, from, like, a legal perspective, there's, like, a lot of benefits to being married. Um, But then I, I don't know. I also like the idea of committing to a person through marriage. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's a scam. I think we had this conversation once where I told you like currently monogamy in society's view is is dead. You know, because we got hot girl summer and hot girl winter and hot girl spring and no one wants to be tied down to anyone. And I think that is like very prevalent right now. But I don't think marriage is like dead or a scam. You know? I'm not as familiar with hot girl summer and hot girl winter, um, but I mean, it's certainly not a scam, but I mean, I, I do not believe that marriage is any different than just like committing to someone and living together, except for, as y'all both said, legally. I mean, it's much harder for people to just walk away if they're married, which may, for some people who are more inclined to just walk away, keep them, like have them reassess before they just leave someone because, you know, you can't just like move out it's a huge process and so they might um try to work things out they might try harder um also particularly for couples who like don't meet the traditional um or like what was once traditional like man woman marriage if they're not married it can be incredibly hard if one of them gets sick for them to visit their partner in the hospital and that's a huge deal um, so even if they've been together for, you know, 30 years and are no different than, say, a married couple next door, if one gets sick, a lot of places, particularly the South, where we're from, um, like, they're not going to be as accommodating. Because, you know, if you're in an ICU, particularly now during COVID, you know, where the guests are limited, it's usually limited to, like, a spouse or an immediate family member. And if you're not legally a spouse or an immediate family member, you're not allowed You're not guaranteed the ability to see them so i think in that case it's important but i think weddings are a scam for sure <laughs> strongly <laughs> believe weddings are a scam but 
not marriage in the contractual sense. Anna and I talk about this sometimes because I have such a different opinion on a wedding. Like I want a massive, like big party. And Anna's like, yeah, I don't care at all. <laughs> I think spending, I think where the biggest cost goes most of the time is for the ceremony portion of the wedding. And I do think that is a scam. Spend less on your ceremony, more on your reception. Because people, be honest, people come to weddings to have a good time. They love you and they care about you getting married, but they want the open bar and they want the food. Yeah. So give them the open bar and the food and they'll be happy. But don't spend 20, 30, 40, 50, $60,000 for you to walk down an aisle and stand there for 30 minutes. Frequently way more than that, particularly here in the South. You know, I mean, hundreds, like, it's common to spend six figures for people, like for people to spend six figures on a wedding. And that is nuts to me buy a house <laughs> like if you have parents like clearly they're not most of the people our age are not paying for this themselves if you have parents who are willing to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a wedding for you instead have a fun party with your friends and ask them to put that money into a house so you can build equity instead of just throwing it away in a matter of five hours yeah. I agree with that. I, I agree that it shouldn't be like so oh, sorry Courtney I do agree with that. I, I don't think that it should be like some ridiculous amount of money, but I do think that out of all the parties I throw in my life, I'll spend more money on that party. Yeah. Oh, I I love a party with like a particular group of people. <laughs> but the whole like inviting all of your parents' friends and all of that thing, that's so no. They do that for the gifts and the money. But you know, the thing is a lot of times particularly like when people are now people are getting married later you're telling me you don't have a toaster That's like true. they register for these things I mean, you've lived alone for five years you don't have a toaster have you seen the things they register for it's yes. not just any toaster it's like a 700 like a smeg you know those really cute ones yeah i mean i would love a smeg toaster but it works the same as a black and darker one just put it under the counter and no one will know Hey, I got this toaster on Amazon. It was like $15 and that thing stills running and I've had it for three years. I got a Black & Decker one for $15 and that bitch toast bagels. <laughs> it's extra wide. <laughs> Love it. Oh Lord. Okay, next. On a higher note, this is something I feel Courtney will feel strongly about. Brunch is overrated. Yes, it is. It's just breakfast at 10 p.m. and you're getting drunk in the daytime, which anywhere else is a sign of alcoholism. But when you put brunch in front of it, you pay more for it. I love brunch. I know you do, but it's not special. I don't think it's special, but I think it's fun. It's fun, but people put a lot of weight on brunch and spend a shit ton of money when you could just go to Waffle House, eat breakfast, and go home and crack open a beer. Hey. I got a place in New York. I can't expose it on this podcast, but it's like the best brunch deal. For all our New York listeners. <laughs> Actually, everyone who listens to New York is my friend and has probably been here with me. <laughs> but it's like so good. And it's literally, you just buy the entree and then you get unlimited champagne. So you can spend like $18 on brunch. I think mm. that's dangerous though. Mm-hmm. Like, the concept around brunch is very dangerous like you can't go to a bar and get unlimited alcohol 
for $20. So why is it okay when you do it at a restaurant? Listen, I don't know, but it's so fun. You get a big group of people together, you go to brunch, and then the best brunch days are when brunch then turns into going to a bar at like one o'clock in the afternoon. That's that's considered a problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's considered a problem. The best brunch should not go almost 36 hours. But I don't go to brunch like that. Like every day, just like a few times a week. No. Like, oh my God, like once a month, maybe. Probably not even that. Once a month you go to brunch or a brunch like not. I don't know. I, I don't go that often anymore. Courtney, what is the truth? <laughs> Once a month, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't go that often anymore. I went to brunch a few weekends ago, but like we really didn't like drink very much. Like we did, but like not really. And yeah, I don't know. Everywhere in New York has been weird because you've had to up until two days ago you had to like buy food if you went to a bar so like if you did go to brunch you weren't going out after because you'd have to spend like a bunch of money um but who knows now it's world open but I don't really have time for that right now because of bar prep so it's just you know I'm I'm not in a fun phase um <laughs> so I live somewhere, and as you both know, um, because you were from here, where you have to drive to go everywhere for the most part, except for like in college. And so, like these, I, this idea of unlimited brunch, it doesn't really exist in the same way because someone has to be driving you home, and so that just doesn't work out. But I, I will say, when I went to visit Courtney, we did go to one of these unlimited brunches. Like she's about what she's speaking, and it, it did not end well for me at all. Um, I will never return <laughs> to one of the, any any place that has the word unlimited, except for you know, of course, a buffet or like a crawfish place or you know, food. Just, it's fine, just, but unlimited. I can stand here just, and tell you every day drinking experience that I've had has not ended well, whether it be for me or it be for someone I drank with. It always takes a sharp left turn. Because if you think about, because in the sun, you just throw them back. You're having a good time. Woo! You don't care about water because you're like, I had French toast. I don't need to drink water. This is whatever. Then you realize you've only had French toast. It's 9 p.m. <laughs> you've been drinking since 9 a.m. And now someone's throwing up in the kitchen or someone's <laughs> laying on the ground outside. And you got to drag their ass in. <laughs> or you're throwing up. Kitchen, massage place in Chinatown. What's the difference? (laughs) It always hits badly. That's why, like, brunch is overrated because people people avoid the danger. Hey, man, I'm good at brunch. Yeah, Cordy did fine. I will say she (laughs) persevered. (laughs) I did realize at about like 9 p.m. um, that night that I had had absolutely no no liquids to drink that weren't. That was the issue. <laughs> I took Anna to brunch with a couple of my friends and we had brunch. This it was also at a place that is like not one of my normal go-to brunch places. Okay, I will say. <laughs> but we went to brunch and they don't give very big portions of food there. And so like that's all we had. And then we had no water. And then we went to my friend's house afterwards and continued drinking out in her like backyard area. And 
then we went and got massages in Chinatown, which is not the move. <laughs> That's why I think brunch is dangerous. <laughs> but anyway, it's All a right. good time. Cassie, I'll take you to brunch one day and you'll see. Oh, <laughs> next, Quentin and movies are back. I don't even really know who that is. So, He's like yeah. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. Do you want to say that? Yeah, I think they're just like way more focused for like the male audience. The only one I've seen and enjoyed is Django Unchained. And even then, it's still too much blood and gore. I watched one. I watched one a little, a couple weeks. Uh, I watched one because I was watching it with a boy, but basically it, it was like one where they're in Germany or something. I forget what it's called, but I don't know. It's just like too much like Inglorious Bastards or whatever. Yeah, that's what it's called. I don't know. I'm not a fan. Also, the thing is, Quentin Tarantino is a white man who loves to write the N-word into every script and he just makes black people say it. Does it make it okay, Quentin? Does it make it okay? I don't know. Um, I just, I just don't think they're I don't think they're that good. I just think they're violent. Unnecessarily violent. Anna, no opinion? You've never seen them. I've never seen them, but I'm not really a big fan of violent movies. You know, when I watch TV, I would like to not be stressed. Like, I need my blood pressure to go down, not up. Um, So, no, I do not like to watch any sort of violent things, except I do continue to write watch Grey's Anatomy even though the writing is truly a form of violence (laughs) (laughs) all right right. music festivals aren't fun false so fun Mm -mm. no I've been to one never again what's fun about like sand in your ass because you had to sit on the sand because there's no chairs allowed and like just okay but you went to the hangout festival which like isn't that fun i went to ultra miami which is one of the largest music festivals in the world and i will sit here and tell you seeing someone crack their head open after having too much molly and having to hold them down until the paramedics got there fun and that's all it is at music festivals is people on drugs who don't know how to handle drugs and, and for it, some, yeah. sorry, for some reason they're always in the summer here. Why mm-hmm. don't they have them in the summer other places? And then, you know, if it's like a touring group, and then have them in the south in the winter because, I mean, no one wants to sit outside in a hundred degree heat. I mean, it's just swampy. Everyone's sweating and smells terrible. Everyone is drunk, so they smell even more terrible. I mean. And I often like at musical at music festivals, you're often so far away from the stage. You might not you you should just shouldn't have been there. Like I think I went to oh jazz fest a few times. Like I forget that I've seen Jimmy Buffett in concert because I was basically in the fairgrounds parking lot, like literally almost a mile away. I mean, he was just this big. Like you could not even see his carrot hat. <laughs> so it just I don't know. I'd much rather pay for an individual concert experience. I think they're fun. <laughs> I think <laughs> opinion. Well, what's the one you went to? Yeah, tell I, us. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I like when you go with like a big group of people and you're like, just 
Oh no, you can never go with the big group. You gotta go with the small group. You'll you lose them. Well, you can go with the big group. No, I would lose them all. I know. Ultra with one person, and we got lost because there's like there's like six hundred thousand people there. I know, but if you're with the big group, then it's less likely you're gonna lose them. I feel like we've had different music festival experiences. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't want to say, I'm going to sound like an alcoholic because apparently you guys hate brunch and also music festivals, but I really love like being drunk with the music with my friends. Yeah, I think that that's fun too, but I think it's much more fun in maybe like a, a place that has an HVAC system and oh, yeah. no, do don't get that. sunburned. I love, I and love you have a seat. I, I love sitting groups and stuff like um and I definitely would prefer like to go see like someone I really like at like Madison Square Garden where I'm not like dying and there's no pushing I hate I despise I, you know not great around people particularly many people and when people are just like pushing and touching each other mm-mm. and Gosh, then there's like spl- splashing alcohol everywhere I also will say I think I'm growing out of the age of music festival like I I definitely don't love the idea of sweating all day long and all that kind of stuff but I think in the past I have had fun at them yeah yeah when I was 19 and well no when I was 20 and I went it was so much fun yeah now at 25 oh my god you get now I would definitely much rather pay stand on my feet for 36 hours you couldn't do it but like for instance I, this is not a music festival-esque situation but I'm going to a Yankees game tonight and you could get tickets in this like standing room only and it, people say it's so fun because it's like young people who always go and like whatever but the tickets were still $70 or I could sit in the stands with a chair but be higher up and stuff but still be with my group of friends for the same price and I said I'm gonna have a seat <laughs> Unless there. you're just a huge baseball fan, yeah, I'm gonna have a seat if I'm gonna be at the baseball game for three hours. I'm not gonna stand. I want a seat where, like, if I have to go to a sporting event, which I really have been lucky to not for a long time, but I want a seat where there are those those people with the little lat, like the little fold down concession stand, where they will bring me snacks. Like yeah. I don't even have to get up. That's the only way to do it. I agree. Preferably, if there's like a a guy with like a keg on his back too like if you just don't have to get up the whole time then I think sporting games are are bearable yes I Sport, sporting games is that the official term uh, <laughs> I, I think we should do like two more and then the episode's pretty long so um oh uh, well there I'm trying to find something that aren't too controversial Dunkin Donuts is not good no it sucks it's absolutely awful. Yeah, it agree I'm a donut purist. What does that mean? Uh, okay. Well, I guess primary. So, my brief stint at the University of Alabama, they had a lot of Dunkin' Donuts, and so maybe I'm associating Dunkin' Donuts with that time in my life. Um, but I do believe that the donuts were as miserable as my time there because they make them in the morning and then they just sit on that little rack it folds down like that it's like that you know what I'm talking about it's a display rack you pay they're not even under a heat lamp they're just like cold cold donuts that's not that's not how donuts should be served I believe they're like too 
kinds of donuts. Like Krispy Kreme, wonderful, of course. But then there's a different kind of donut. You know, like the more local places have the kind of donut that's like dry on the bottom, but more cakey, like a little bit more cakey, still excellent. And then just has the icing on the top. Those two, perfect. Dunkin' Donuts does not even come close to touching either. Yeah, and I just think their coffee sucks. Like it tastes like water and it's always like if you were to get it flavored at all it's way too sweet and yeah no not a fan so no, no, no. big on the east coast yeah like, they're all crazy like, everywhere and i'm that, just it sucks that's true but that's also because guess what the northeast doesn't really have Starbucks. cream oh they don't have crispy creams yeah they don't like Duncan. is that a i didn't realize that was a more southern it's thing. thing yeah Huh? I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I know. I was. I yeah. Realized that was wrong quickly. (laughs) You're like, um, like, wait, there's one under Courtney's building. (laughs) Next, this is Courtney's question. She did this tech. She did this technically to cause strife, but the best childhood sandwich is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and. This is weird because Courtney came up with this question and she disagrees. <laughs> and I, I mean, what do you mean childhood sandwich? Like I ate a grilled cheese at a restaurant for lunch yesterday, so I don't really believe in the idea of childhood food and adult sandwich you ate as a child. But I went through sandwich phases, and one I distinctly remember was every Saturday morning. When I was, let's just, I was a toddler. Not a, I was a toddler, like, from the age of two to, like, five. I'd wake up on Saturday morning. I would get out two slices of white bread. I would put mayonnaise on both sides. A slice of American crab singles. Hold on, Anna, it gets worse. And I would cut up raw white onions. <laughs> and I would put them on sandwich. And I would sit and watch um watch my cartoons watch my cartoons eat my little onion sandwich Your morning sandwich with yes. raw onions <laughs> my mom said it was very traumatizing for her because she would get up and i would smell like onions and i was telling how do you my favorite sandwich as a kid was my mom would toast two pieces of bread i would layer both sides with peanut butter and then i'd put a whole bunch of um pickles in the middle of that and then wait 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 peanut butter and pickles yeah and then you cut it up and like the peanut butter is all melty from the toast in in (laughs) (laughs) i don't know which sounds worse i think this shows just how deranged children are like children that's that's the truth not just children but families i mean our parents had to buy this for us or for y'all sorry i didn't but i love normal household ingredients we just put them all together no, but I still eat that. I don't still eat the sandwich. <laughs> I don't. I stopped after I was five. I would <laughs> You should make it for herself because I bet she'd still love it. My favorite part is Cassie making it for herself because I too, my, my parents would put the like kid food low enough from a young age, like two to three-ish because like we were expected to make our, like, make our own. Oh no, I would get the kitchen stool. I just woke yeah. up too early. And my mom woke up so late, and I knew that I had to wait until I could eat breakfast. <laughs> so, because my mom was young, okay? She was yeah. like 19, 20, so she slept in. And so I woke up, and I would, I would make 
yeah. What sandwiches did you eat? I thought you would have some crazy sandwich or something that you would eat. Me? Yeah. I don't eat onions. I don't eat garlic. I just recently started eating pickle. I mean, there's. I don't eat, I guess, vegetables and stuff. <laughs> but no, I mean, like a like a favorite childhood sandwich would probably be like peanut butter and banana, which I still eat, which is really great. And if you really want to up the ante a little, a few Lay's chips, strategically placed. With the banana? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> but, but those flavors aren't nearly as strong as pickles and onions. Well, I mean, also peanut but, butter and cheese is really good on like pizza tips. Oh my. Have you ever had peanut butter on a hamburger? You can get that's that. so good. So good. I love that. I, I don't want it. Although my one of my cousins used to eat um, PB and J, but she would put Cheetos in it. Mm-mm. Yeah. She also used to dip her um, oranges in on, in ranch, and we she was never allowed to have those two foods at the same time again. Weird. Dip her onions like she was provided okay. onions her with the finger food. I think her I onions and she would dip them in ranch. My family. I guess I'm just a really big peanut butter person because now all these foods are coming back to me that I used to love. Um, and I also have specific memories of sitting with like my uncle at like the kitchen table, like eating spoonfuls of peanut butter. But anyway, okay. so also what's really good, speaking of cheeseburger, or not cheeseburgers, peanut, but also cheeseburgers, hamburgers with peanut butter. Also, it's so good, specifically crunchy peanut butter on a hot dog. It is so good. <laughs> I had a visceral response to that food combination. Like my body tightened. That's nasty. So That's gross. Wait, I'm gonna make it for you one day, and you're gonna do the it. textures. The textures don't sound. I don't want to eat a hot dog and anything be crunchy. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to crunch. If you oh, went into a hot dog and there's a crunch, there's a problem. You don't put like sauerkraut on. There's like a tooth or something in there. From the processing that. plant. I put I put um mustard on my hot dogs and that's it. You don't put like onion or nope. cheese only. And I I yeah, Gassy probably a few weeks ago I was on hot dog kick. I like wanted a hot dog and that like never happens to me. But I bought this it was the only jar of sauerkraut at my grocery store that I could buy. And so it's like massive, it's like bigger than my head. And um I have it and I would just like pile sauerkraut and just stick it on my good for your gut health good i like so the only why because it just if you, like immediately makes you evacuate your colon or like, <laughs> i don't understand i don't know i just like it like i my mom and dad like make rubens a lot at home and so oh, I don't yeah like i have them. heard people eat those yeah i love it i like california rubens i don't like regular ones it's a california ruben you do turkey and then it has like a coleslaw. Okay. It's not. I love. I love. Lost me at coleslaw. My dad loves Reuben so much that one year for Christmas we got him a panini press just so he could toast his Reubens perfectly, mm-hmm. and they are so good. I was gonna say, oh as an adult, everyone either needs a panini press or a good pan to just make their own because panini presses are very hard to clean but they are amazing for quesadillas too I mean it really just ups the game it really does yeah 
Okay. Is that the last one? That's the second one. I mean, we can do one more. Let's do one more to finish it up. All right. This one I saw, and I disagree, but I am going to say it. Someone out there thinks Thanksgiving is better than Christmas. I think Thanksgiving food is better. There's less stress at Thanksgiving, but Christmas is a seasonal experience. You can't negate it down to one thing. So, yeah. I, I mean, I like Thanksgiving, I guess, but I also don't take it as seriously. Like, my family would, like, travel on Thanksgiving and stuff, and, like, I don't necessarily go home for Thanksgiving every year. Um, but Christmas is, like, yeah, it's a whole season of, like, it lasts for a long time. I also prefer the food on Christmas because I like ham over turkey. Mm-hmm. I prefer the music around Thanksgiving, but... Definitely like the music. Of Christmas. What music do you listen to around Thanksgiving? I would say I would laugh, but once I was in a, a school production for Thanksgiving, and there there were Thanksgiving songs you had to learn. Like what? Do you remember? Pilgrims. I don't know. I was a, a narrator, so I didn't have to learn the songs, which was really unfair. Because I, I, want- I don't think it was you didn't have to. I think they really maybe didn't want you. <laughs> there's the fun and talking the whole time I wanted to sing oh I wasn't allowed to participate in any of it because apparently didn't have that charisma that you need to be a stage actress oh my gosh but so you prefer the music around Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. yeah of course Thanksgiving music turkey songs (laughs) I prefer the I start playing them in June really I prefer (laughs) music but um, honestly but I am one of those people who write out I I don't I will say I do not start Christmas before Thanksgiving like some people do but immediately after I start Christmas I start the Christmas mood the week of coming up to Christmas because before that Christmas gets annoying no there's only so many times you can hear Silent Night for as long as I've been alive. I'm a I've been here every single day for 25 years, for 30 days. Absolutely. I'm a Christmas mood person from like day after Thanksgiving to like my birthday. Oh I'm my God, birthday. that's like three months late January. <laughs> <laughs> from from late, from November to January. Yeah. Late January. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're at the end that's of January. My birthday is when I'll take down my tree. At our house, the tree has to be taken down on New Year's Day or my grandmother believes we'll be cursed for the year. Oh, at my parents' house, you have to take down a tree literally the day after freaking Christmas, which is so annoying. But my mom does it every year because we're all there to help. And then my brother's birthday is like January 3rd. So she wants it to like switch to birthday mindset. But in my apartment, I'd be leaving my tree up. Do you do that because you don't want to take it down, or do you do that because you believe Christmas is still going? Because if not, it sounds like Pooville. No, so sometimes there was one year where I didn't take my tree down until, like, March, but it was because I switched it up. So I decorated it for, like, Mardi Gras. (laughs) You guys are judging me so hard. No, no, I'm familiar with Mardi Gras trees. Yeah, I am judging you. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I think we've realized on this podcast I have a lot of different opinions. 
well, it seems you all grew up in a much different kind of house than I did because one year my parents had some sort of Christmas party. And so my mom got like a professional decorator to come do like a little help with Christmas decorations. And they just stayed up. We didn't take them down. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like we just, they stayed until we moved out of the house, except for the tree. The oh, dining room, they had decorated for Christmas for like 10 years. No. <laughs> and then when we left the house, that's when it got taken down. The tree did go down, but it would usually be in like summer. Yeah, wow. I know people who have like Christmas tree closets. Oh, we my parents moved to a new house, and um, that was like my mom, like they well, it was a very old house actually, and my parents redid it, and uh, yeah, built a Christmas tree closet. So now they're thinking it can, it's just going to be rolled and decorated. Yeah, that's people do it when they have stupid high ceilings, like their ceilings are insane, so they get like twenty foot Christmas trees that have to be professionally done, and so they just roll it in, so they don't have to pay somebody to come do it every year yeah I think for my parents too it was just that that was the only way the Christmas tree would, would ever be put up if they could just open a door like I'm telling you where they put it up the closet is right behind it it's like a secret closet book bookcase so it doesn't just look like an ugly closet door in a living room so they just like open up the secret room and just push the like little the tree they got one on wheels on purpose so they could <laughs> literally just roll it in oh my god I love that and that is what they did Wow. All right. Well, I think that's it for the podcast. I'm pretty sure this episode is very long, so we'll see. Um, but Anna, thanks for joining us. It was so fun. Thank you for having me. Um, is there anything you would want to leave our listeners with? Putting you on the spot. Any advice? See if there's any-, any products I would like to plug, even though oh. I'm not sponsored. Okay. <laughs> oh, I have a good one. Okay. Neutrogena Hydro Boost. City Shield sunscreen. Okay. Excellent for daily wear. Everyone needs to be wearing sunscreen every day. I feel very strongly about this. And that is a great one. It's $25, which is kind of expensive for a drugstore sunscreen, but it lasts about three months. You don't need to buy these super expensive, like goop ones, whatever. No. Neutrogena Hydro Boost City Shield did you sunscreen. You listened to our last podcast. I did. That's why I brought up the, the oh. plugs at the end. <laughs> I yeah, our long time last- listener, first time caller. my god i love that so much hey also speaking of listeners we found out we have 68 listeners in ireland in dublin oh it's very it's someone i think travels because it's along this route from like dublin all the way to like the furthest south large city gorgeous cities i googled them beautiful architecture immaculate um, but thank you to our Ireland listeners in Dublin. Yeah, also, well, we do. Where, what we about the Belgian, list, Belgian listener? That's what I was about to say. But also our Belgian listener, where are you at? Please, I, I beg of you. I've been following this story, Belgian listener. And I would love to know your your story and how you happened across these two people. Yeah. Because I happened across it immediately when it was, again, we're not free, marketed to me. <laughs> In the, like two seconds after the Instagram page was created. Oh yeah. But yeah. presumably you don't have any mutual connections. That was that is kind of funny. Belgium and I made like the Instagram page and stuff way before just to make sure we secured the name. And then we were getting texts from our friends like, "What the hell? Do you guys have a podcast?" But we hadn't posted anything. We were like, "Not yet, guys. It's supposed to be a secret because it was posted everyone's must follow page or whatever." 
can't we're not free no but we do know of one ireland listener um mm-hmm. we're curious as to who all these other people are so not yeah and also whoever is our one listener in a random lake outside wichita kansas thank you for helping us break the midwest and whoever lives in seattle is starting this Thank you for helping us break the West Coast. Yeah, it's so cool when you can, when you like get the um, listener like analytics or whatever. And we've seen it a few, we followed it for like a few weeks now and we get different ones in different places. And it's like cool when you don't know people there who are listening. Yeah, iTunes breaks it down to like location so we can see how many people from each city are listening. But RSS, which where you upload everything has a map and each yeah. map has like hot spots so you can see where people like really listen probably like my house <laughs> <laughs> no and then they, they like glow red when they're like when they're like a frequent listener and stuff so it's cool we also have like a really large pocket of people who listen in atlanta which we do have friends in atlanta but i can only think of like two who would actually listen to the podcast so that doesn't make a lot of sense so if you're in the atlanta area let us know too we also have a large amount of listeners in Massachusetts. Yeah. Mass. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't think any of these people follow us on Instagram because the only people who follow our Instagram are our friends. So uh, follow our freaking Instagram, guys, at Lady Girl Podcast. We want to interact. That's so fun. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. I don't think we have any plan for next week. We're so glad you were here. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) All right. Bye.